up about 15 to 20 carts, which is not too bad. But people don't understand, even the pros don't understand when they say, hey, well, we'll shovel you up to the range and we'll get you a cart before you tee off. But they're fine when there's a Do you bring carts in or? Nope. Nobody wants to go carts this time of year. Yeah. It's right. a busy time of year. So, uh-huh. but I, and I don't want to put it back. We've learned how to do it. And it works. That's great. It's just, it's a part of the equation. We've got enough people. We run around. It's a little crazy for a little while, but it's all fun. It's a lot of great energy in this event, and uh, partners with the Mitsubishi people, they're so much fun. I get to know so many of them over the years. We get to come back a year after year, and then my members, so many of my members get to enjoy the Pro-Am. That's awesome. And the tour, they're, they're great to work with. I've been fortunate. This is my 13th one now, and uh, it's been awesome with them. And, of course, the volunteers, they uh, have to take my hats off to them. Larry and Chris, they, they organize that group of people, and that takes a load off of what we have to do. They're out there doing a great job, and uh, they're a lot of fun, too. They, they come back, they have great attitudes, and they, you know, they show they a lot of spirit. And those are the things you need. You get people that care, and everybody seems to care. And so you all care, it all works out. And the members and residents still really embrace it and love they it? They embrace it. It's great. They, uh, they do a great. Uh, we get about 50 of them in the Pro-Am. They'll play, most of them play just one day. And uh, uh, they pro- a lot of the proceeds go to the Huala Ohana Foundation that raises over $100,000 for the Huala Ohana Foundation. I forgot to tell you about that. We'll have to look and the Huala Ohana Foundation is a foundation started by the members here. Um, they have a and they staff it and they have a group that runs it and, and they do a great job but uh it's to pro- it's to help with education for your employees and their families and uh, extraneous medical bills so if somebody has to go fly to the mainland they'll send somebody else with them so that they can be there with them and all that it's been a great godsend to a lot of families on this resort and i i have to say i've been a very fortunate to it's helped with my kids' education, and so it's, uh, you know, it's the people that are members here aren't just coming in town, enjoying Hawaii, they're really part of the community, and they are, they are definitely friends, a lot of them are really close friends to everybody here on the resort, it's good. One of the best examples of that is that a lot of the people that live here, but they were part of Manalani, everything, starting the North Hawaii Community Hospital, right? Yes, they strong ties to North Hawaii Community Hospital, I mean, these people, you know, they're fortunate they have a lot of means and and they have a lot quite a few of them houses in several different places in the world in the united states but while they're here they're not just coming in and, and just using the property they're embracing the community to be part of the community is important to them and that's that's a great thing about it they uh they're truly generous and i do believe that they get off the plane they get here and i think that they relax a little bit they 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 just have a they may not be quite this way at home, but they're really pretty down to earth. I always, when I first started working here and I got the, it was an opportunity to work here, I was going, well, you know, we got people with some great beans and they're going to be super demanding and, and all kinds, which I expected, but they're really pretty down to earth. We do try to give them the best service possible, but they are um, not as high strong as I thought they would be, which is what I think Hawaii does to a lot of people. And so it's great. Jerry Kelly said he plays here a lot. Jerry, Jerry and I go back. Jerry and I go back a long ways. I was working on Lanai, and I got a call one day. This is a cute little story. And on my phone, I got a, I 
got a voicemail and I called him back. This goes, Jerry Kelly, I'm here. I'm a PGA Tour player. Can I practice? And I called him back and I said, yeah, please come out, use the range, use the golf course, no problem. And so I, he's there the, and I go up to check on him because I knew he was by the name. Back then I was a golf solid. I knew a little bit about it, to say the least. And um, I went up to the range and check on him. He's helping this 15-year-old kid out. Uh, so I left, left him alone. Came back about an hour later and, and they were still working with him. So I went over and introduced myself and talked to him for a little bit. And he said, hey, well, I'm gonna, can I take him out for a playing lesson tomorrow? You want to join us? And I said, sure. Uh, Lynn and I, we didn't do that many rounds of golf. Figured it would take us like three hours, maybe, to play 18 holes. And it took us five and a half hours. He was all over this kid. He was helping him with chipping, every shot you could think of, and all this kind of stuff. And the kid, was, the kid actually was a kid from Maui. And his parents just liked the lodge, and they were staying over there. And, and so he did that. And this is right before the Sony, the week before the Sony. And so he left and went to the Sony. And he and the kid became so pretty close that the kid flew over to watch the Sony. His parents took him over to watch the Sony. Jerry won his first event that week at the Sony. So he went over and won the Sony. And then so over the years, uh, he and I have stayed in touch. I got here, and he probably comes out what well, used to be right before the Sony, because he plays in every year, and spends some time over here, uh, at least his last six or seven, maybe eight years, and I let him practice, warm up, do those kinds of things. And I've been, I've followed him, we've been talking about him getting old like me, we're about the same age, and um, he really wanted to get into this event, and he, unfortunately his birthday ended, his birthday made it so he couldn't qualify for it last year. Yeah. So then he was out there this year, and I, I see him play well on either tour, and I text him and all that kind of stuff. And then he was sitting there at the Boeing Championship in Washington, in Washington State, and I'm watching it. And I've, I'm, uh, I've texted him because he's got like two shot league going last round, and, and I'm watching him on the phone. And I'm working, and um, and he falls behind and he catches up, and he ends up winning the thing. So I text him and go, "Hey, welcome to Walleye," and he's did some colorful words back and said you betcha and so he's very excited and then uh so it's been good it's a, he's a great guy uh he showed how much he kind of understands why when he gave so much to that kid and he's uh he's gonna be a force on this on this yeah but i mean he came in like i think 12th or, or so maybe you should check that up don't quote me on that yeah last week at the sony and uh so he's coming in here with a lot of momentum he's got a little tight back right now so he's working off of that you could tell the way he was moving out there but uh, he's still in position just two shots back you never know but you can't take anything away from Colin Colin's been playing great he's been I I grew up watching Colin on TV and the Ryder Cups and them being such a force and him um, being painted in the press as you know kind of the bad guy and, and he kind of was and I'm sure he kind of was but I didn't but since he's been coming to oh. this event he is nothing but charming and funny Agreed. and great to my team and great to the people my members a couple of my members got to play with him in the pro-am and it was blowing 40 miles an hour and <laughs> and the he one of the members even said you know you know it didn't take too long for him to give me a hard time and I gave him a hard time and it's just he's got a great sense of humor and he's just like I said he's made some great experiences for my members and other people out here so yeah, my in, friends from Detroit played with him and he was fantastic but he's so great at commentating now oh, too isn't he he's, yeah. he's one of the best 
So, he's, yeah, he's got, got some games, so I don't think we're going to put him in the commentary. Yeah. Thing but when, he, when they roll him in there yeah. for the Masters and all yeah. the other ones. But yeah. uh, J.R. probably wasn't with West Hawaii today at the time, but when you played a couple years ago with Ben Crenshaw, uh, I played, how many I've, years ago was that? I've actually played as a marker many times. Okay, but the one that, they, that you had such a good round. Oh, I played with Ben. I, don't know, I played. I probably played about three or four years ago, maybe three or four years ago with Ben, and I, I had a good first day. I shot... I think I shot 68 or something like that. Last year, I played with Koki Doki in the first round, and I, I was 50 finally. So I feel like, oh, okay, now oh, I'm not, sure. I'm not too young. And I played pretty well that day. I ended up a couple under. It was fun. And then I played with Ben last year in the final round that got canceled because of the wind. Oh yeah, okay. And we actually finished. Oh wow. And it blew like a banshee. Huh? And uh, so I. Uh, I think I shot about 82, but that was about what the average score was yeah. for the people that finished that day. Yeah. But it was it was fun. One of my other assistant pros, Scott Bridges, he grew up in Dallas, and he was a standard bearer for Ben when he was a kid. And so I, I asked him if he wanted to be the marker in the second round last year. And so he went out and played with Ben, had a great time. I and mean, here's a full circle. And, and he likes to say because the last round got canceled because of wind, he played with Ben in his last competitive round. Oh, that's interesting. And so that's a nice little memory for him. Uh-huh. I just wanted to do it for him because I knew Ben was his hero growing up and all that uh-huh. kind of stuff. Yeah. Another great man. Uh, another person who's given back so much. Just yeah. these, This tour is full of gentlemen. Uh-huh. Gentlemen golfers, I don't know what, they're just good people. And, they, and the, the good thing is they have a great rapport amongst each other. They, A lot of them have been playing golf together and been friends for decades. It's not to comment on how old they are, but for a long time. But And so you see it out there. They look forward to seeing each other. They support each other. They give each other a hard time. I think you would do with your friends, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, they're great. How many on your team? The guys that were all here. What kind of numbers have you got? Uh, my team, guys, we right? got we've got uh, five pro- golf professionals, including myself, uh, and then we have probably another. You know, to make this run this course down here today, we probably got about 10, 11, 12 guys uh-huh. that come out and help out in different ways. From the guys working in the locker room to to these guys standing here and staging, spreading the aloha. To yeah, it's just it takes a few people to run this thing, and it's it's fun. But it's 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 like I said, there's energy's good. It's the long hours, and it's kind of crazy during the pro am. But it's just you do it, and you have fun. We have great partners with the tour and the Mitsubishi Electric, and the being part of the Four Seasons and being here on this resort. It's just a it's a winning combination. I mean, it's yeah, the players have a good time. The, the um, program people have a good time and the people watching have a good time and my members have a good time and I mean hopefully it will go on for a long 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 time it's mm-hmm. the longest running venue you know, we longest running that. tournament at the same venue on yeah. the PGA Tour Champions uh-huh. 22 years yeah, we were just talking about that in yeah. the pressure room I wonder so, yeah. when they say it's the easiest layout on the Champions Tour. Is that it could be. You, I don't know. That's what they tout in the notes all the time. That it's the this is a user-friendly well. golf course, and yeah. Dan Husick, the wind blows, right? and Dan Husick and his team put in absolutely perfect position condition for them. Mm-hmm. But I uh, I look at it this way: it's yes, these guys are good, so yeah, very easy. Yeah, they make a lot of things look. But good. you you watch Kapalua and they shoot. 3,200 is a record in four rounds there. Yeah. So, I mean, and the plantation course, and you could say that it's another great golf course. But mm-hmm. this golf course, you can come out and play golf and have a really good time. There's no, nothing wrong with having a good <laughs> round. 
We were just course. saying, talking about the fifth hole, the par three. Yes. JR hasn't seen it. He hasn't walked out there or been there. I said, someday you got to walk out there or get right out there someday. and play it someday. Or right, come on, play it. Yeah, yeah bring him out one day. Good. And uh, that is considered one of the toughest on the Champions Tour, that, right? That's, on this event, that, that hole is by far the one that plays the hardest to par. But in terms of the whole Champions Tour, is that considered one of their, one of the their toughest holes, par threes? Yeah, yeah, because it's it's the risk-reward the year that Lauren Roberts won and set the tournament record of 25 under, he had 25 birdies, one eagle, and one double bogey. And then the final round, he threw it hit in the water on five and made a double that day. Still shot like 62 with a double because he shot 29 in the back nine, which is not too bad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's one that you, it's a shot you have to hit solid. It's all, the wind plays with the ball a little bit and uh, short and right is bad, short is bad, and back left in the bunker's not great and so it's just one of those times where you have to just put your head down take a deep breath and hit a good solid shot and then move on after that and uh but uh there's nothing wrong with having a golf course that's user friendly or playable mm-hmm. and because you know what not all of us get to practice a bunch not all of us have a lot of real life and so if you can go out there and have a good time on a golf course and have a good score there's nothing wrong with that Always good to see you. Thanks good for looking, you looking after me. No problem. <laughs> did you know that Emily Gale was part of a second place finishing oh, pro-am we did? team? Oh, we she were. She didn't know that, and I haven't told her because <laughs> Kelly, Kelly's been hiding it from her. Oh. I haven't seen but her, her team came in second All in the right. pro-am in, on the morning on Wednesday. That's good. Oh, that's cool. So yeah. Kelly Fleer, tournament manager here. Brendan Moynihan, the director of golf operations at the Hualalai Club. Yep. At, um, the Four Seasons Resort, yeah. Hualalai, here at the Mitsubishi Electric Championship at Hualalai. It's the 22nd, 23rd year. This is the 22nd. 22nd year of the event. The uh, uh, golf course opened in 96. So Kelly and I have been working together since year one. And uh, JR DeGroote with West Hawaii today. And JR wasn't born yet, nope. then, but it's okay. <laughs> but boy, he's sure, he sure gotten into it. Nice stories. He's really good. But, Getting him into golf, he played a little bit, but kind of loaded him up with clubs and good. stuff. Well, and it's been fun. He's come out here, and come out here anytime. Just well, give us a holler. We'll get you guys yeah, out there. Let's do that, Jar. Have some fun. So you can see what they're doing. You know, yeah. like the wall, the hole, all kinds yeah, of. Yeah. Give you a whole different perspective. Yeah, we got a few. I was just. Uh, you got the lava tube. We got a couple petroglyphs out there. We got yeah. We we have a cultural tourish. Yeah. Out there, it's fun. Nicholas did a great job designing this golf course, taking the natural terrain and. And just laying down grass where it needs to be and not disturbing the lava, the majestic lava out there where you would have to. Originally, this was designed and talked about as being a PGA spectator course, right? I think there was a deal. They used to have a designation. Yeah, yeah was, that was the designation. They, they, they did talk about that. At, um, uh, it's like the TPC Sawgrass. Right. The TPC course is what we called it. Uh, tournament players course, I think is what it was. And I think they the, did make a deal. Kind of the arena thing. The arena thing. And, and um, it's an arena this week, but uh, we're uh, very fortunate that you come out and play golf here. We average our rounds are under four hours. Uh, we, the ball moves around. People move around pretty quickly out there. Again, um, it's no reason. I mean, one of the knocks on golf is golf takes a while. We're fortunate and we can get people, usually people get around here pretty quickly. And, you know, even if it takes you a little while, you still, at the end, you get to look at the whales jumping, and you get to see a couple of turtles taking a sun bath, and, you know, have, it's, it's a good place to spend some time. One last question. Yes. Your dad, Brendan's uh, dad yes. was a great club maker, yeah. and, you know, won a lot of awards for making clubs, yeah. and Chris, who I told you about, the Big Island mm-hmm. Golf Works, had kind of 
worked with your dad, yeah, Michael, my dad, who was my, kind of the pioneer of making uh, clubs around I, here, right? I don't know about that. Yeah. My, I grew up with my dad, and obviously, and he was so into golf. He was a big golfer, great amateur golfer, and college golfer, and um, got me into the game. And as he taught me it, because I never really had an instructor, and uh, he did 40 years. He ran charity golf tournaments in the state of Hawaii on all different islands, and. And after watching him break so many clubs when I was a kid, because he had a little temper, he churned the corner and he became a club maker. And he is with background being a naval officer and going to Naval Academy, he's very precise. And he really got into it and he uh, worked hard and he did a lot of great things. And then he donated his time. He started at first when he was on Maui, he worked at the the Mercedes as uh, he'd be there for the, fit, for the players there to fix any clubs or anything like that. And then I moved over here and then he followed me over here a year later, and uh, I, I was fortunate enough to have him part of the event um, for the last 10 years. And um, he's, uh, he, it was a great thing to add to the event, made it great. He loved it. He, he knew, he, got, he finished up high school in um, the East Coast, so he knew Dean Beeman and played a lot of junior golf with him. And he knew a lot of guys from the regular tour, being at, at the Kapalua. And um, he just had a great report, loved golf, loved being around it. Um, we unfortunately lost him this last year. I didn't know that. And uh, he passed away in March. Yeah. And But it, it was one of the last things he did that was a lot of fun for him, was being part of this event. And uh, last year, Bernhardt gave him a signed master's flag. I mean, the guys have been talking and asking about him, and it's been That's bittersweet, nice. but it's crazy. He's being remembered, and it's yeah. been a... It's a. I'm so happy that he's part of this event. Yeah, yeah. he's a special guy. Yeah, I and Chris I came has done a great you. job, and, and Chris has been able to step in, and he's been part of it for almost as long as my dad. And uh, my dad got a little older, and Chris had to do the yeoman work, and he, and he's he's great at it. And he, and he, like I said, he adds a little bit to our event. It makes it great for these players to have. It's the first event of the year. They need to tweak their toys, yeah. and they're getting new toys. And you know, even I think every week they tweak their toys because it's always the the toys just never them yeah. <laughs> um not really but you know so they you know it's, it's a nice thing to add to the event yeah brendan Moynihan, thank you no problem we appreciate it thank you guys yeah you're starting okay. at hba yeah that's Soccer? my son yeah yeah figured yeah that's they're, my son they look good they're good they moved him to a new position this year because they were a little light in defense so now he's center back and uh he's doing pretty good he's going back there he's yeah. naturally a midfielder but uh what, what's your son's name? I see him. Brendan Moynihan. Oh, okay. Because so we were it. not very clever people. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, he's he's there, and they love that. That team is a unique team of boys. Those boys, I think, uh, there's about six or seven of them that started playing soccer at age five together, and they're still playing soccer now in high school together. Yeah. And there's seven of them made the varsity team their freshman year, and now there's huh. 13 of them that are juniors, and it's uh, and they don't just play for HPA. 90% of the team also plays for Kona Crush. And, oh, really? Oh, Vinny's and, a character. Okay. Vinny's a character, and uh, they, uh, like Coach Braithway says, he's just blessed with a bunch of soccer geeks. You didn't play with Kona Crush, did you? No, oh, no, okay. that was before. Okay. After, yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. Is Jim Snyder's son playing with in yeah. your, in his, he's Jake in and Brendan are classmates, they? and okay. they go way back. Austin cool. was visiting just recently. Uh-huh. And so, yeah, I think actually, I think Brendan's going out movies with Jake and uh, Emmy Higgins who's the star of the girls oh, team oh yeah and, she's been great and um, a couple of the boys tonight uh, since we're down here he's probably causing trouble but uh, <laughs> good um, egg 
interested to see how they do on. I am interested in Wahoo. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's chartered. It's oh, are they in the state finals? Well, they, they won the state at D two okay. the last two years. Okay. And then this year, oh, the coach that, talked them right? into going to D one. Oh, okay. There's less than 400 kids in wow. the school, and just to raise than, the bar, huh? Less than 200. Yeah. Well, in less than 200 boys, but perfect example. Say there's less than 200 boys. 50 came out for the try to make the team, and they did a great thing. They created a, a JV team that they never had on the island. So there's a JV league, so that some of the boys that didn't quite make it could still continue to practice their craft because it's tough. They're they're like I said in my Brendan's class. There's 13 juniors on the team yeah. and in two years there's going to be a void but yeah it'll be really interesting they uh they're ranked i think seventh or eighth in the state right now they haven't lost but they had a preseason win against st louis and st louis is number two in the state in the thanksgiving tournament so but they did go to wahoo and do a little friendly with st louis and beat them again they did a friendly with elani and Ilani kicked their butts but we'll have to see yeah yeah they're small but they're good. Yeah. It's whether they can handle Smart. being the big play against the big guys. You play soccer? No, I don't. Yeah. Hockey. Hockey. Yes. Less people. Less people. <laughs> same same idea. Moving around, help each other yeah. out, cover each other's butt. Well, it'll be fun to out. watch, see what they're doing. And yeah, move it up to D1. To. That's mine. Yeah. After, that's, I think, early February. I'm hoping to go over to watch it. They, like I said, watch them over there. And hopefully they can do pretty well, yeah. get a, win a couple games, and see how they do play against them. I went to Punahou. Oh. And so Punho is two-time defending D1 champs, and they're two-time defending D2 champs. And last year, the only loss they have last year was at their um, Thanksgiving tournament. They lost to Punho one nothing in the finals. So yeah, it'll be interesting. Yeah. Good for the Big Island. Yeah, yeah for year. sure. Yeah, it's nice. Okay, Brendan Moynihan, director of golf operations out here at the... Mitsubishi Electric Championship at Hualalai. He's the director of golf operations at Hualalai Club here at Four Seasons Resort, Hualalai, the most popular Four Seasons in their chain. And J.R. DeGroote from Westaway Today. Simply T. Gale Talk Story Show. Aloha.